Okay, so I've decided that this is going to be a three-part series now um, because what I was going to cram into one video probably going to be too long. So I'm going to make it two parts. Okay, so if you didn't see the first part, then obviously go and check that one out. So the second part, touched up on it very quickly in the first video, and that is water retention. So when we diet, basically dieting is a stress on our body, okay? And this increases stress hormones, um, particularly cortisol. And when cortisol spikes, it causes water retention, okay? Now, how does this relate? Well, let's say that you lose two pounds of fat, but you're retaining two pounds of water, then there's no change on the scale, okay? You could lose eight pounds of fat in a month, but if you're retaining 10 pounds of water, not only will the scale not move in the direction you want it to, it will go in the opposite direction. So if you're looking at the scale, you look at it and you think, oh my God, I suck. What am I doing wrong? You know, this isn't going to plan. When in fact, you're actually doing amazing. You just can't see it because it's being masked by this water retention, okay? Now, <clears throat> a few ways you can get around this. Um, one is to diet on as many calories as possible. So, essentially, this just reduces the a lot of the adaption that we talked about in the first video. It reduces the amount of cortisol. So, you may not retain as much. You're never going to stop it, but you might not retain as much. You could also argue that um, this is particularly good for adherence, obviously being less restrictive because people do tend to just jump into crazy low numbers. It's especially good if you're particularly attached to the scale. Um, but I mean, so dieting isn't always better, which I'll do another video about. But if it works better for you, then that could be a good idea. Next is diet breaks, which I've talked about before, so you can search the videos on that, um, done a few videos on that, sort of what they really are and how to implement them. Um, very quickly, they tend to be sort of one to four weeks where you basically just eat more calories and you try to maintain your weight. So what this does is because you're eating more calories, it resets the adaptions that we talked about in part one. It brings your cortisol levels back up, so you tend to lose that water weight that you were holding, Okay. And people can lose, you know, anywhere up to six pounds, eight pounds. And, you know, obviously, was that all that fat? No, of course not. You know, that was just water. But, and that's where a lot of people say, well, it was only water weight. Yeah, it was. But what it did is it revealed the fat loss that you thought wasn't occurring because, you know, it was hiding behind this water retention. So it basically just, you know, it reveals the fat loss as such, you know, that was there, but you didn't think was. But that being said, probably the simplest method of all is to chuck your scale out the window, preferably from at least one level up off the ground. And that sound, that, that's not a joke, by the way, that is a genuine suggestion. Um, because yes, the scale can be useful, um, it can also be misleading, especially um, in this occurrence, you know. And you could argue that a lot of people could do with limited access to the scale anyway. Um, but, you know, sort of, like I say, it is a serious, suggest serious suggestion. But also, what I want you to get from this is that, you know, you just need to trust the process. Because the most important thing to remember is that just because weight loss isn't happening doesn't mean that fat loss isn't. Okay. Now, obviously, you need to ensure that you've got your calorie deficit right. So, you know, you are of course, burning more calories than you're consuming, which we'll talk about 
uh, a bit more in the third part of this. But if you are sure that's in place and you just need to keep plugging away, you know, because like I say, just because weight loss isn't happening doesn't mean fat loss isn't. Okay, if you're in a calorie deficit, you are losing fat, whether or not the scale says so. The scale can fluctuate daily for so many reasons. But if you're in a deficit, you're losing fat. Okay, and always remember that if aesthetics are your goal, you want to look more toned, more defined, curvier, etc., fat loss is your goal and not weight loss. So you can lose little weight whilst losing a lot of fat and totally transform your appearance. Okay. So that's kind of reason two, this whole water attention. Now, um, I would say the first part makes it, ma- it makes a difference, obviously. Um, probably not to the extent where it completely um, offsets fat loss on its own. Part two, so reason two, what we're talking about tonight, water retention does make a difference. Like I say, you can be holding a lot of water, which can be hiding the fat loss. Um, And that can make a difference, definitely. I would say overall, though, the majority of the time, it's reason three, which we'll talk about next time. I think mainly probably next sort of reason three and reason two with reason one. I mean, it's a combination of all of them, obviously. But I think reason three, whilst it probably is the simplest, is the one that's going to make the most difference, okay? So hopefully you got some value from that. Um, And I shall see you on part three.